With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. Hollywood's bad guy and so much more. Actor, talent manager, producer, and more. Now he's sitting down with today's top newsmakers from entertainment, politics, pop culture, and beyond. This is One on One with Jasper Cole. All right. Howdy, 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 everyone, and welcome to One-on-One with Jasper Cole. This is your host, Mr. Jasper Cole, once again coming to you live from Palm Springs, California. On this very special night, we're doing our show on Wednesday instead of Thursday because um, I am honored to be a presenter at tomorrow night's ISA Awards, Independent Series Awards going to be uh, 6 p.m. on uh, Pacific time, and it's going to be all virtual this year, obviously, because of uh, COVID-19, but I'm very honored to be asked to be, I'm going to be introducing um, Bronx SIU, which is uh, the show that I am a producer on, starring Brian White, Shanti Lowry, Denise Boutet, and many other wonderful actors, uh, created by produced, written, directed by Dan Garcia and Mike Mayhall. So I'm very honored I get to introduce the um, the series. We have four nominations, and we're up for Best Drama Series. Um, so while we're kind of sad that we're not going to get to all be together in person, um, I have to say this rehearsal today doing the um, the virtual show was really fascinating. So I'll talk more about that when I bring on my co-hosts. But in the meantime, please go to facial, uh, facial. Please get a facial on Facebook, <laughs> Jasper Cole, or one-on-one with Jasper Cole. Uh, show. Uh, let's see. My website is jaspercole.com, and I need to drink more coffee. Wake the fuck up, Jasper. Twitter and Instagram is Jasper Cole says S A Y S. And clearly, without further ado, I need to bring on the one and only. Mr. Ralph Cole Jr. Yes, indeed. Howdy, getting Ralph. to know you, getting <laughs> to know all about, about you. Hello, you. Jasper, and Ralph. hello, Planet Earth. How are you, my darling? Well, I'm good. I was stumbling all through that opening. I, I said, well, oh, I better have we, another cup of coffee. So I was getting all tongue-tied. Uh, you were just getting mm. all kind of tongue-tied. Better now than tomorrow during the award show, girl. Right. Exactly. Well, it's been one of those days where I have been talking all day long. So I, you know, like a good singer, you know, as a singer, you know, Ralph, I like to uh, preserve my voice. So... <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, that I know you'll you'll probably be on vocal rest for most of the show. So Kira and I will have lots to talk about. <laughs> Kira, no, I'm my sorry. my Jasper's voice will be heard. Rest. Okay. No. Absolutely. Listen, I'd like to begin the show by giving a shout out to your fabulously wonderful father, Charles Malcolm whose birthday is tomorrow. Oh. He turns a glorious, I, because I know uh, Chucky, as he likes me to call him, uh, listens to our show. So I, I wanted him to hear the shout out. He will be a glorious 88 and eight as a boomerang is my favorite number. So happy birthday, Charles Malcolm for tomorrow, since we're not going to be on the Oh, tomorrow. thank you, Ralph. And it's also a early uh, happy Father's Day because Father's Day is Sunday. My dad's always, um, it's lucky. He's lucky because he, he has his birthday always falls somewhere close to Father's Day, give or take a week or so. So, um, yes, I'm so blessed. My dad is healthy and happy and, and just is doing, you know, lives alone and has a wonderful uh, companion, Ernestine, and he is 
he has hunkered down during the whole uh, Corona thing, and he's doing great. So thank you for well, remembering. Oh, that's so fabulous. Now, now you live alone, too, with a companion, right? <laughs> well, that's what we called it. That's what we used to call it in the 80s and the 90s. But now I actually call him my husband because there's oh, actual, okay. you know, there's a piece of paper and there's all that legal stuff that happens. And he's he knows he could never leave me because he couldn't afford it. So oh, yeah. allegedly, <laughs> yeah, don't allegedly. get too cocky. Don't get too cocky, yeah. honey. You might wake up and the bed is empty. Okay. Closet's well, like I gone. said, I'm, my name's on all the documents, so it's all good to go. Because in the really? end, you, it, they come and go, but the I, the uh, checking account needs to be flush. Okay, so. no. I... <laughs> <laughs> well, our, our, our guest coming up, uh, Kira Reed Lorsch, Emmy-winning producer, Emmy-nominated actress, also an author. She wrote a book about basically telling women what they need to do to score and to get a man. So she could talk about that later on as well. Um, she could tell us all about how to get one and keep one. That would be exciting. So, but Ralph, how are you? How is Rose? How is every? How is uh, COVID nineteen uh, month number four going for you? Rose is doing fine, gratefully. I'm doing great. I'm keeping buoyant and up. Um, <clears throat> you know, like I always say, Jasper, you, we can live or my mind can live in a parallel universe. I'm happy-go-lucky here at home, but then when you listen to the news and all the atrocities going on, it's a sad situation. Um, my big concern now and interest is how Bold and the Beautiful did today on their mm-hmm. first day back to set with their pre-testing and, and how all of that is going to get maneuvered. I think my biggest issue, Jasper, is when this pandemic started, we were all sheltered at home. Mm-hmm. So I feel that Rose and I have survived phase one of the pandemic. And when we started this pandemic and sheltered at home, that was for the first three months. And I know how to take care of Rose and myself like that. In this next quarter, where with so many reopenings, I'm getting more nervous because mm-hmm. what would have been ideal is for the reopenings to occur with Barbara Ferrer saying, you know – we flattened the curve. We've only had two new positive cases, mm. and we're good to reopen. But because the cases are more than when we spiking. started, are spiking, and at the same and simultaneously things are reopening, I just I don't I'm perplexed by that. And Jasper. Mm-hmm. I understand what it means to get back to build up our economy. I mean, look at you and me. We love to work, but we haven't been able to. So we got over it. But what did you do when you weren't actually going to a set? You are producing three or four different projects that are in the works. You have been acting. You've done some podcasts. So you have stayed creative. You are not desperate quote unquote to have no. to be on a set. I've got to work. I've got to work today. You're not like that because you've always been a man to never wait by the phone and you always create your own work. And I mean, and we can't talk about things now because I know things are not finalized, but you have so many things on the fire that that's applaudable and commendable. You're well, able you. to stay. You're welcome, and you're able to stay at home comfortably with Dennis and shelter at home. And that's what I'm doing with Rose now. I'd love nothing more, Jasper, to get in the car and drive to wherever studio and go through all of that. You know how I love being on a set. I would love nothing more than that, but I can't do that with a clear conscience. When I look at Rose every day, and her wonderful little smiling face at me because it's just Rose and me, Rose and right. me every single day. I get so overjoyed looking at that little innocent mommy face 
And what destroys me is if I come home and give her the virus because I, I was sloppy or something. And I and I'm and, and I like you am grateful that I can ride it out longer. And right. because you know, Jasper, you and I have always been careful about everything. This is I'm talking about before the pandemic. We've always been very healthy. Um you don't touch people anyway. And <laughs> you know, and so you've always been, you know, just hey, hey guys. Cold cold all- and standoffish. Yeah, you've you've always been cold and standoffish, <laughs> you know. So this pandemic is working for you. But, you're the um, you're the hugger of the group. You're yes, you're the one that's I'm the, probably going to have to really adjust the most socially. I re- I really have to adjust. Even when I go out now, and w- when I say going out, it's either the grocery store. It's either for food or some necessities like FedEx, Home Depot, mm-hmm. and where I told you I went to shred paper. Of course, right. I'm always wearing my mask. I come right home. I wash my hands. And I'm still doing this thing. I don't know if I'm being silly. I read this at the beginning of the pandemic. I wipe down every item that I buy at the store with a disinfectant wipe. Wow. You know, so, That's like great. Every, like every, because I'm paranoid. And right. I, might be, I might be doing too much. But like when I buy a can of something, I wipe the entire can down before I put it in the pantry. It just makes me feel better. Right. I spray I spray the mail with disinfectant spray and I talk to my mail carrier and she says we don't even do that at our house. You know, I you know, how long does the virus stay on paper? We got a we got some we don't notes know. about Remember, we got some notes about that at the beginning of the pandemic, but what is the status of that? So all that to say Jasper is I'm I'm content doing what I'm doing, and because I live in a situation – even if I didn't have Rose, I, because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about this the last few days, would I be ready to catapult myself back into the world? I still wouldn't because I no. remember how nervous I was about like, oh, God, I can't get HIV. I'm so nervous about every little thing. Oh, I can't touch anybody. I can't do all of this. I escaped that. Now we have this fucked up virus and this virus is so like, oh, God, somebody sneezed. Did I get it? You know, we're all so like, you know. Well, what what you said earlier is so true. It would be so nice if we were I was telling my friend on the phone earlier. It's not like I don't want things to open up. It's not like I'm not I'm not I'm not happy that things are opening, but there's a time for everything. And so like you're saying, wouldn't it have been great if if we were reopening when there's a treatment or a vaccine or at the very least when the cases have truly see the problem is LA never even leveled off. So, you know, New York has actually declined. They got down to where they needed to be. We never even got there. We never, California didn't even level off and all of a sudden we're back open and what really kills me is out here in Palm Springs, we, we were living in this wonderful little bubble of safety. There was very few cases, very few deaths. And in the last two and a half weeks, our county of Riverside has almost quadrupled its number of cases because the moment everything was free to open, the tourists have piled in here from all over the world, not just um, – this country, because during the summer months is when Europeans have their vacations. So mm-hmm. Palm Springs now is packed with wonderful people from all over the world. And when we walk through town now, I don't, there's people are in the bars, they're in the restaurants, they're not wearing masks. And the other thing that's so funny, when you go to a restaurant, you only have to wear the mask when you're, before you get seated. Once you sit down at the table, the masks come off. And oh. the, it's just ludicrous to me. It's like the waiters are all, the staff, of course, is protecting themselves, but the patrons only have, and I believe if you get up to go to the restroom or something, anytime you leave your table, you're supposed to have a mask on. I, I don't know, Ralph. It's just, there's no meal. There's no food. There's nothing <laughs> that, I, that I'm missing that I need to go sit in a fucking restaurant and talk okay, to people. Well- Okay, Jasper, two things, observations that I'm making. Listen to what you're saying now versus three months ago. Three months ago, you said Palm Springs was a ghost town. 
and walking through downtown with Dennis, or like when you would go when you do your your daily your nightly hikes, mm-hmm. how you wouldn't see a person for miles, <clears throat> you right. know, um, while you were doing during your hike. Now you're talking about people sitting in a restaurant with no masks on, as though nothing has ever happened. Laughing a, and and cackling and spitting out when they're. <laughs> They're drinking. I mean, we're not. I mean, you know, people don't realize when they laugh and when they laugh and they talk, invisible droplets come out of your mouth. That's like at all these protesters. You know, at least a lot of those are wearing masks. But luckily now, when I do still take my hikes, there's nobody back in the neighborhood. But this is in downtown Palm Springs, and I, you know, I just don't. I'm trying not. Listen, I'm not judging other people. Because it's up to us to protect ourselves, right? So like you said, remember during HIV, my whole theory was just assume everybody's positive. Exactly. And, right. and always protect yourself. So that's how I'm kind of doing it now. I just assume everybody has COVID, myself included, and I'm just going to do all I can to protect myself. But, you know, we're since our last show last Friday is when the unions released their guidelines, their safety guidelines officially because up mm-hmm. to that point we last show we didn't know for sure what what was going to happen and whoo they are so extensive as they need to be but um that's just for each state so each union has their own local union division so what i'm learning now is atlanta and the southeast have their own rules and LA has their own rules and New York has their own rules. They're they're basically within the same guidelines but there's differences here and there. So every local they call it local, so like local Atlanta SAG has their guidelines, LA SAG has theirs. So there's still not one unified um Is it is it not unified because of the demographics because Atlanta might have needs different than LA or New well, York. Well, it's all it's it's based on the each state's guidelines. So each state has their own diff, their own set of guidelines. So it's a little. I mean, you know, you look at somewhere like Georgia. Georgia now is completely open, a hundred percent, no masks required anywhere, anywhere. But I don't. I just don't get how this can be. Like, why isn't everything fucking uniform? Because it's political. And, it's now yeah, been politicized. Wh- oh my God, Jasper, this is just such and a Trump crazy is having increase. Trump is having the rally in Tulsa. He at least changed the date by one day because he he was having it on the same anniversary of the gr- largest massacre for African Americans in history, of which I never had heard of, along with so many other people. Um, he he moved it to one day, but I I read today they are going to provide masks. And people can decide if they want to wear them or not. But Trump is not wearing them. So well, I just decided said, that – go ahead. Uh, I, I was going to say <clears throat> regarding the Trump thing, they were having people attending sign waivers saying uh-huh. we won't fucking see you if we get sick. And SAG has forbade us as actors from signing a waiver like that. So you right. see, right, the, look at the dichotomy of that. You know, well, look SAG, at SAG is threatening lifetime bans on any SAG, any actors that work non-union or sign a waiver to to allow a production company not to follow rules. They're going to ban you for life. And I I know for a fact that they're not playing around this time. You know, in the past, they don't particularly care. They don't chase people for non-union stuff. But during this period, people are going to be banned for life. So. Wow. Yeah, just just a little warning to all the actors who want to, um, unless you're FICOR, if you go FICOR, then you're fine. You, you're you're able to work either union or non-union. But th- the fact that Trump wants people to not sue him tells you that he knows there's a chance they could get COVID. It, well, exactly. I mean, you know what this reminds me of? Remember in the old days on airplanes when there was a smoking section and a non-smoking <laughs> section? So say yes. if you were in row K, row K was smoking, but row L was non-smoking. So what the fuck? The hey, remember they from- used to just close a curtain. Yeah, They would also close a curtain of, as if that the, somehow, you one know, One of those accordion helped. curtains, girl. One of those accordion exactly. curtains. 
and then thinking like that that smoke from row K is not going back to row L. Okay. Oh my God. That is yes, some bullshit. exactly. You know, and so now we have Georgia, you know, Georgia Peach, and they are just laughing. Like you said, it was so funny. Ooh, they are just laughing and spitting and just, just spinning uh, everywhere and, and dr- spitting out drunk and falling out of the know, bars onto the bars sidewalk. Bars and stumbling out, not wearing a goddamn mask. And, you know, I am all for, you know, I don't want people to think like, oh, God, Ralph, are you just anti everything? I'm not anti anything. I am so for our movement for Black Lives Matter, all Black Lives Matter, all lives matter, life matters. I'm all for that. But you know what? I take hesitance at driving my car up to West Hollywood, trying to find a parking space to be with throngs of people, even though we're all wearing a mask. Because if well, 10, actually, people... you're too you're you're too old for West Hollywood. You you might want to steer towards Silver Lake. I'm just. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And then from there you might wanna you might wanna head east out to Palm Springs where we are. So, Listen, Kira, Kira, I hope you still wanna come on the show, okay? Kira I know is you... coming on the show. She's looking forward to the show. Um in fact, I believe Kira is actually listening right now and oh, so great. Hey, Kira. without miss joe yes. connor girl come on joe. without further ado we want to welcome as i mentioned earlier emmy winning producer emmy nominated actress you will know her from the bay she played joe connors she's also got the films beckman acts of desperation and witches of amateurville academy how am i not in this horror movie ralph i should be in that one but anyway okay. without further ado Please welcome Kira Reed Lorsch. Hello. Me in my horror movie. Yay. Yeah. Yay. Yay. Hi, my dear. Welcome. Hi. I, I, I just love that you guys are out here talking, you know, as long as we're all talking and being honest, I think it's yes. cool. Thank oh, good. you, Kira. Well, welcome so. to our show, Kira. It is such a joy mm-hmm. to have you. Oh, thank you so much. I I really appreciate that. And I, I I talked to you yesterday. I don't know how we ever ever really got connected, but um, we're all part of Hollywood, and we're all yes. part of making movies. Mm-hmm. And I and I think that that's um, something that we have in common. So as long as we're making um, something that we're passionate about, and you know all of that, I think it's great. I well, agree with you. You, you. you can tell me something else, but uh, <laughs> but I think that's how we're connected because we're yeah, part of like the Hollywood Museum and we're part of the you know the Hollywood scene. And you're a stunt man. Well, are, allegedly, are yeah. Well, here, I don't know. here's the thing. I did. I I'm one of those actors that would get talked into doing stunts on the set, but I'm not actually officially <laughs> a stunt man but you know oh, yeah. i didn't want to i didn't want to be the person i'm a stunt okay. person like that's how i got my start like how oh. i got my sag card was like being the like the 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 machine gun carrying girl on set yeah. i you know love it so well, i i am a stunt person to begin with Everything That's else amazing. comes later. <laughs> well, let's, I want to. Like I want to talk. Part, oh, oh, oh! We're gonna make this look look very like, like it's very um not so dramatic. We're gonna make it subtle over here. <laughs> now we're gonna get our Oscar nomination over here, and we're right. gonna get our Emmy wins. But you know what I did? I just came up with machine guns blazing. Uh, in the desert, <laughs> I love it. And and I that's how I, I that's how I came into Hollywood. I'm like, you uh, can I say something? Am I allowed? To you can swear? say you can. Yes, please do. Yes. Machine guns blazing, motherfuckers! Like, like <laughs> I was, I was just like, just get out of my way. Yeah, I love I'm it. coming for you. I love it, Kira. I love how you just comfortably settled into like, oh, is it okay if I curse? Oh, okay, good. So machine yeah. gun, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, work it out, Kira. Oh, yeah. You, oh, no, yeah. You, no, you have to be that way with that long brunette hair of yours and your feisty little attitude. Girl, 
you are you've got it going on, Miss Witches of Amityville Academy. <laughs> Witches but, is amazing. And and yeah. guess who wrote the treatment for witches? Who? Who? Of course me, of course me. But <gasps> oh, never mind that. But 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 my friend Donna um Spangler invited me to come out to do a movie with her in 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 London. Isn't that lovely? Oh, and her amazing. friend Britton, who produced the movie, invited me to come out to go do the movie in London. Isn't it fabulous? That's great. And absolutely, you, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, for me, I would I would just take the tank in and shoot them all up. <laughs> these, these nice ladies. These nice ladies are figuring out how to like you know work with other companies and make low budget horror movies with ITN distributing and um we're doing a, a nice little movie called um Amity the Witches and apparently I'm the biggest star of it. I I, I didn't know well, I was the biggest star of it, but apparently I'm the biggest star of it. And then the next movie that I have coming out is um Third Floor. Have you heard of Third Floor yet? I no, not yet. Post- I've only seen yeah. the posters for it, Kira. Okay, just so you know, this movie is going to be so good. Mm. And when we talk about it a year from now, it's going to be it's gonna even be. better. But, well, that's okay. serious. So, so then we can say we heard it here first. Just got funded at Cannes. Like, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, I thought I was just going to do a little short movie with my friend Nancy O'Brien, who wrote this movie. You know Nancy. Do you know Nancy? Yeah, yes. That's amazing. She's hot. But she's she she did all the all of those, you know, um you know, whatever those she, movies are. <laughs> but, <laughs> those Cinemax movies or whatever. Whatever that genre whatever. is, Kira. But but she was also my friend for twenty five years and she wrote this movie and it's really good. And it was gonna be just like a little short movie. Right. But she did everything right. And I've done everything right to make it all lined up. So it's being funded for a whole feature film. So third floor. Congratulations! Thing, That's exciting. It's going to be great. And and but it's real. Look, look, let's just thank Nancy. Yeah. It's not about me. It's about Nancy writing it and doing it and doing all the work about it. You know. But I can get okay. up and act like, you know. <laughs> But Kira, I want I want to. Uh, this is Jasper. I want to take you back a while. So I know you went to college and you studied film in. Cal- where are you? Mm-hmm. Where did you grow up? Where are you from? Well, I went. I I grew up in um, California in La okay. Honda, and little a little town up there, and that's one of the things that I think that everyone's going through right now. You know, we. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I had, uh, you know, my dad, my stepdad had the house up there, and then he had the building next door, and then it was 1980. Right. And so then everyone is over-leveraged with loans, mm-hmm. all these low-priced loans, and and they're over, over-leveraged with loans, and then we, we have to leave. Oh, it's horrifying. Well, uh, do, do you do you want a horror? Do you want a do you want a romantic comedy or do you want a horror picture? <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you both. I can tell you both. It doesn't matter. You could. Well, the no. Tell is, us. The good news is everything's fine now. But yeah, this pandemic that we're all going through is all I'm trying to say is that we've done it a lot. Like yes. in 1980, we did it when I was a kid, and mm-hmm. we did it before. And you know, we we all you know, go through these things a lot of many times. Yeah. And everyone just has to like, just like be like, hello today. I'm going to be okay. Right. And do what you're going to do today, you know? Right. So, you know, I I can tell you my horror story from 1980. (laughs) Yeah. You have a horror story from (laughs) 2020. 
Yeah, but I wanted that. <laughs> I just wanted to. I just wanted to sort of get your journey of like you came down and went to college here, and then you you I sort went of started to UCLA. Your, yeah, and you majored I went to in UCLA TV and film, and I graduated from UCLA School of Theater, Film, and Television. They gave me a scholarship because I worked my way. Um, I got. I I did extra work. Mm-hmm. So I could go. To, so I could go to. Um, make my money. <laughs> right, and I right. I could go to um, the school, uh, L.A. County High School for the Arts. Okay. So I went there, and then I got a scholarship to L.A. County High School for the Arts. Oh, my God. And then from there, I was trying to be a dance major, but I'm no, I wasn't a very good dancer. <laughs> So I'm just telling you my whole story. You want to hear the yeah, whole I love story it. or not the whole story? Yeah, yes, absolutely. Want it. We okay. want it all. Yeah. So I tried to be a dancer, but, you know, I'm a 17-year-old ballerina who's not very good and is very short and, you know, it's fat and ugly. So, <laughs> so now, but but I have chutzpah, right? Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Don't you guys agree? Don't you guys that's, agree that's... how much how much chutzpah I have? Oh, yes, absolutely. I've got chutzpah up the wazoo. <laughs> yes, well, you do. Here, so, it's obvious. So oh, got, keep going. Yeah. So they gave me a scholarship to UCLA, the theater, film, and television, and I had to ride my bike. I still I still had to have a job. Like, I had to prove mm-hmm. that I had a job. So I had, like, this Cal Grant or something. Cal yeah. Something. Uh-huh. I had this Cal Grant to UCLA. I went to UCLA. They put me up. I was now working on um, Beverly Hills 90210 and the... Melrose Place? What's the one? Melrose Place? Ferris Bueller. Oh, Ferris Bueller. And Parker's Day Off. Like, all these shows. So I'm working on those shows. I'm getting... But I still have to pay for school. Right. So I have to ride my bike. I have to ride my, like, beach cruiser bike. From Westwood, uh, I'll give you the address of sometime West Home, to to Brentwood, where I would have to make muffins and cappuccinos for all the rich ladies of Brentwood, which I, I had no problem doing. Because uh-huh. I was very busy. I was very busy, you know, like getting my um, degree yeah. at UCLA. Helping them make coffee, um, getting um, my SAG card, and making sure that I will be the amazing person that I am today. It's called paying your dues. You were paying your dues. Yeah. 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 And I know that street. I know that street, <laughs> West Home, Kira. I know that street because I went to UCLA and I also went to Emerson yeah. Junior High School in Westwood. Yep. Well, Kira, don't you don't you, you think want, want to talk lot... about West Home for a while? West okay. Boulevard. That yeah. that I I was the only girl who lived in the house with all of the frat boys from the swim team. Oh, it was a bunch of Hawaiian guys. Mm, that sounds so like the a mother movie would be it. like. Oh, 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 don't, don't even. <laughs> but, but, but seriously, don't even, uh-huh. because I was just, I was friends with the boys. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. I was more friends with the boys. I was like, oh, Keone wants to have his, his girlfriend to relive over here, but she has to live next door because it's not right. And she's black and he's Hawaiian and. We're not married, and everything's a problem. So I just did everything for everyone to not have it be a problem. And I said, and if anything goes wrong, just blame me. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's great. I mean, but don't you think in a way, in today's business, I find a lot of young people, they don't know what paying their dues really means, or they don't want to pay their dues. I, it, it, sometimes you meet young actors and they kind of want to go from A to Z without sort of learning B, C, D, E, F, G. Um, I don't know. Maybe it's just because I'm older now, but I feel like in this day of instant fame and everything, there's something nice about having to sort of pay our dues and, you know, 
learn learn along the way. Yeah, and you can be a exactly. TikTok star or an Instagram star. Any of that doesn't mean anything if people right. don't know who you really are. You ha- really have to be grounded. So just stand yes. up in the morning, yes. <laughs> put your toes in the ground or the sand or the rug or whatever you're dealing with, and like that's who you are. You ha- you really have to know that you have something to offer. Yes. And, and I'm not going to all... pay for this TikTok girl who's 16 years old who's doing nothing and is a bunch of bullshit. I'm really not. I'm not. Right. And you're not. I agree. And no one else who's listening is not going to do it. So it right. has to be something that's really – you still have to, like, stand in the place. No, you're right. Do you want to play, play a song? Yes. Yeah. Stand in the place where you live. Now face no. north. <laughs> that's perfect. That's the perfect. Come on. Want to do it? I think you should do it. Stand okay. in the place where you are. Yeah. <laughs> wow, Jasper, Ralph, that was Ralph good. Ralph is the singer of the bunch. Ralph's the singer. Well, and so is Jasper, too, uh, Kira. Uh, okay. You should hear him. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Tone deaf. Jasper's tone deaf, but Ralph is actually a good singer. But that's um, okay. We we, yeah. we all got it. <laughs> we all got it, and it was fun. Yeah, and it we're was gonna fun. stand in the place where we live, live. and now face now north. Listen to a direction. Listen. Understand stand we're happening. Something, <laughs> something, something. <laughs> well, you let know me ask you what I'm talking about. How? Tell everyone how you ended. How you began that wonderful. Venture, you ended up at Playboy TV and working with Hugh Hefner and producing and doing hosting and everything. I think that's a. Do you want to hear the real story? Do you want to hear the real story? It's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah. I I, um, had done a couple movies for Mystique Films, which were one Mm -hmm. of the Playboy film companies. Right. Then I somehow ended up on a boat going to. What what's the island? Oh, Catalina. Catalina. Catalina, outside, with all these women on the boat, hmm. and the head of Playboy, who at the time, and he's super nice, and he never took advantage of people. He was never not he was not a Me Too guy, just to mm-hmm. be clear, like he was just a super nice guy. Right. And he said, um, Kira. Um, there's this job that we have and we can't figure out how to cast it because this girl has to be like really like hot and sexy and fun but still like accessible she's got to walk and talk at the same time <laughs> I'm like oh you're fucked then I'm like I'm, I'm like you're totally fucked no one Good can luck. walk and talk at the same time no one can watch right. it. So, so he was he was just like dangling that. Uh huh. This is Rich Rossetti. This is the, the head of Playboy at the time, Dick Rossetti. He was he was so good. And then and then like three days later, I think we swam and danced. <laughs> In that order, or right? Am I, am I telling the story right? And then he said, so, "Oh I, fuck, Kira, I think should be the person who does this." So oh. I said, "Guess what? I know how to do. I know how to write. I know how to walk. I know how to talk. I know how to produce your whole show, and I will do it for the next ten years." Wow. Was he blown and he away by it? Job, and guess what I did? Guess what I did? You did that. You produced and you wrote and directed and yeah. hosted. I didn't want to take on the job unless I felt really felt that I could take on the job. And mm-hmm. I really wanted to take on the job as um, a female person and make it sexy for me. Right. You know? Like, yeah. I didn't want to come in and make it about, I uh, I know how to be exploited. I can be exploited mm-hmm. every day of the week. 
I can walk into a strip club and get paid and be exploited. Like, I wanted to make it TV for, TV for two. I wanted to make it under Christy Hefner, who mm-hmm. is the person who actually paid my checks, by the way. And I wanted to make it really pretty, and I wanted to make it sexy and fun for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed yes. it for 12 years. It was so that's fun. A, that's an amazing <laughs> so that's run there. Story. I'm sticking to it. That's my story, and I'm I, sticking to I, it. I love it. It's, it's, you were empowering other women by being the boss there and doing things in a very respectful way. You know, Hugh Hefner yeah. was, was amazing. I mean, he's a, a pioneer, and I think in many ways he was a, a diehard feminist, and I think a lot of people – misinterpreted and, playboy and, and he was he was a wonderful person for civil rights mm-hmm. he at the times when people would would say like have the black musicians walk up the back door he would say no fucking way they're going to mm-hmm. walk in the front ro- door because they are the stars of the show and when right. it, and and he gave a million dollars to UCLA to have to have their 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 um film funding and when I honored him at his event I had a Whoopi Goldberg and I had I had all of these black people come and say how wonderful he was he was a civil rights activist he was the best man that's ever happened he did not let's kick um Harvey Harvey Weinstein let's just kick him a lot yeah. and kill him yeah death yeah. on his face a lot because half never did that half right. empowered women half mm-hmm. said let's take a beautiful woman and put her make let's use that and empower her let's take ella fitzgerald and say she can be the the best thing that's ever happened smoky robinson when i did the 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 event for smoky robinson mm-hmm. right Honoring Huff and making money for Huff, I like it's 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 because of Huff doing that. That's great. You know my friend Devin. You know Devin. I I don't know Devin. Devin DeVasquez is the first um, Latina playmate that's ever been on the cover of Playboy magazine in in June 1996. Look it up. Wasn't she a star search? Was she a star search? Yeah. She was she was and the one sh- who inspired. Uh, she married yeah. Ron Moss, now right? Or she Moss, yes. Yes. But this is what started that movement of let's do some let's let's say that this is okay. Mm-hmm. Sexy is okay. Oh, you're not blonde and <laughs> white. That's right. okay too. Right. You know, and then. And then you move on and you move on. Then Halle Berry wins an award, and then I support. Did let me cure? Did now now we're going to anyway. Let's not even talk about it anymore. But you know exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, let me ask you: Did you get to know Barbie Benton at all during your years at Playboy? You know what? Barbie is a really sweet lady, and I've met uh-huh. her, and now that she's married George, it's a very different thing, you know? Uh-huh. But, right. But um, I, I know her through Carol Connors, and I know her through the Academy. Right. And she's a super sweet lady. Like, she's like yeah. the smartest person in the room at well, yeah. any given time. Well, you know, a lot of people don't realize prior she to say like... She found the house in 1971. She found the Playboy Mansion. Of course, she's the smartest person in the room. Well, you know, b- before Jenny McCarthy, Barbie Benton was like one of the first that really had crossover success into mainstream TV coming from mm-hmm. Playboy. You know what I mean? She was really on all the TV shows. I mean, she was doing commercials and all that stuff, and she always stayed very... Uh, you know, in allegiance to Playboy and to Hugh, and mm-hmm. and probably after mm-hmm. that, Jenny yeah. Jenny McCarthy was probably the next kind of celebrity that came no, out. No, there uh, was Pamela Anderson. There was a lot oh, of people right. in between. That's right. There was a lot of people in between, but definitely yeah. she was 
she was loyal to yeah, Hugh Hefner. Yeah, very loyal. Yeah. And, and she 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 built that stuff. She built mm-hmm. that. She found that property in 1971. Like she found that stuff. So see, I did. I didn't I, I know that. I will never say anything bad about Barbie, ever. And now she's married to George, and I love her and her husband, and they're very nice people. But it's very separate from you know the Playboy world. And now right. the Playboy world isn't even there. There's I Cooper, know. and there's Connor, and there's a bunny logo. And that's it. And that's pretty it. much. Yeah. I I don't I don't I don't know what else is going on there. Right. But for you, it was a great place to produce and to do your do your hosting stuff. And then I want to get to how did you end up knowing Gregory Martin and getting over to the Bay? Because we're we're we all know Gregory and Christos, and we had Jade on the oh, show. And I'm just curious how so you nice. guys. Yeah. yeah. How did you guys meet up? Well, my husband, who I married, Bob, who's the love of mm. my life, mm. and he has since passed away. But he is um, was very good friends with um, David, who ran ATI. Mm-hmm. ATI had owned the building, <laughs> but all the kids I I called them kids uh-huh. were doing the the bay out of. They were running the bay. Okay. So I said, Bob. I love you. You're my husband. Will you please go tell David to tell Gregory to just put me on the show? (laughs) So I went and I met and it was with, it was with my friend, Devin, who I have already talked about. Right. Who dated Prince um, and Sylvester Stallone. Yeah. Yeah. All of those people, but you know, just, just let her be, let her be Ron's wife for a minute. Yeah. <laughs> so Rod, Rod has and her, they yes. thought, and with, with Bob, and they thought, Ron, oh, now Bob's going to produce the show. Uh. And I'm like, but I've got this. I've got a book. I'm an actress in this. They're like, you're super hot. What part do you want to play? I said, I want, I, I want to play the Madam of the Underworld. And we talked about that for a little while. And then I did it for three years, and I got a, an Emmy nomination, and, and, and I helped them win it. Just so, to be clear, them win Emmys. And right. now, you know, let's figure out what they're doing Well, you were, you, were, you were great as Joe Connors. She, that's a perfect oh, part for you. you. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it, she was so – she was just great, and you played her – Perfectly, I thought you had the best scenes with Mary Beth and the whole cast, and yeah, I loved her. And they were like, "Can you do this?" I'm like, "Of course I can do this. Of course I right. can do this. This is like child's play." Yeah, <laughs> you know, this is child's play. I could do this all day and night. You want me? You want me to be the best actress in the whole room right now? Of course I can do that. <laughs> so I got nominated for an Emmy, and it was really fun. And you know what? I really am grateful to to Gregory and Christos yes. and Mary Beth and all of those people, and, and Wendy Rich from Young um, – G.H. She's from General Hospital, right? But yeah. anyway, they, they, they just accepted me, and I did a great job for them. But – this is what I know how to do. I know how to go in, do a great job, and run. Yeah, hit and run. Now hit it and run. run. Right. Hit it and run, well, baby. You have you've moved on to to some great projects. Tell us about um, the miniseries Rumors, where you played Ellen. Well, Rumors is great. Rumors is a series that I think it's being picked up by Quibi. I I, I never know what's going on with them because mm-hmm. no one responds to my phone calls or because they don't even know how to do a phone call anymore because they're 20. Oh, yeah. But right. apparently Rumors is a really good show that's on Quibi. It's coming out. That's that, huge. Um, cool. um, I, play, I play the acting teacher of the young kids, which is great. Oh, that's, and the that's other great. One that, the other one is um, Beckman. And it mm-hmm. just got, just so you know, I thought I would. I, I thought it would be really fun to go to Cannes this year, and go to France, 
walk some red carpets. Oh. But we sold that movie like nobody's business to to the Lionsgate and and Universal Beckman. And I'm the only female in that whole movie. It's me, David A.R. White, who's like a Christian guy, mm-hmm. Billy Baldwin, Burt Young, mm-hmm. Jeff Fahey, and me. And we're, wow. it's so good. And that movie just got sold. So I'm very happy about Beckman. So Beckman's great. And then the other movie is the Amity the Witches. Right. Well, what Which about wait? I what about was going to be a romantic comedy? I tried to write it as a romantic comedy. Remember that movie with um, Sandra Bullock and Nicole Kidman? And uh, do you remember? I I'm trying to think. I'm I love I love both of, of them. Yeah, there's so many. I'm okay. trying to think. I tried to write that. I tried to write it as a romantic comedy, but we can't sell it. We have to sell it as a horror movie. So now I'm the star of a horror movie, apparently, <laughs> with my <laughs> three witch sisters, my, or my two other witch sisters. And now we've got a trilogy, and Amityville Witches is now going to be Salem Witches, and it's a big deal. I mean, it's yeah. a big deal. That's I didn't a huge know it was deal. gonna be big. So I don't like horror movies a lot. I don't I don't but, like scary and bloody. But you know what? It's a I, great I would rather it's a, be sexy and cute. <laughs> it's a it's a great genre to get into though, because it's such a uh huge mm-hmm. fan base, you know? It's a loyal Yeah. Tell us about People tell us love about it. Tell us about Acts of Desperation working with Paul Servino in that film. Well, that was a very <laughs> that was me doing a lot of work. Uh-huh. I, I had to sit here and talk to you and talk to Paul and talk to his wife. And Paul wanted his wife to be in the movie. So we got his wife in the movie. No, but but the the reason I cared about this movie is because it was a great script. Nathan mm-hmm. Isley, first time scriptwriter, wrote this out of Boston. Kid, he sent wow. the script to my friends. Um, Vince, Vince, who I went to acting school like 20 years ago. He's the guy who, have you seen the movie? Have you watched it? I have not seen it yet. No, no, I haven't. He's the guy in the van. Okay. He's like the guy in the van. So, so he's, and he says, what do you think about making this movie? And I'm like, you know, going out of my (laughs) mind. So everyone is, aren't they? Right. Isn't everyone going out of their mind? Pretty much. And so I said, I said, I want to do the movie. I will make sure the movie happens. But I want to be, you know, the lead character, of course, mm. because mm-hmm. I'm, I have an ego. So I said, I said, <laughs> I said, can I, I, I don't know. I said, what, what do you think? He said, I think it's a great idea. And then we cast all around us. So then we started casting. So we had to get, um, so I wanted him, I wanted him to be involved, of course. So him, he plays one of the guys. He's one of the guys. He's he's not on the poster or anything, but he's still a producer. Vince Lozano is my friend. And he he is so good in this movie, it's ridiculous. But then I was like, how do we sell the movie? Oh, well, we need a star. So, okay, so let's get, let's get um, um, Paul Sorvino, who my PR guy, who you know, because he yes, set Roger. us up today. Roger. I said, Paul, I, I need somebody. So I, I, and he said, well, I'm only going to do it if my wife gets a part. So we gave her a part. <laughs> and then... Ridiculously enough, and we did not do this with any intent, my love interest is an African beautiful man. He's black. I love that. My love interest in this movie, Trevor Etne, is beautiful. We yeah. didn't do that on purpose. We didn't, we didn't try to think of it two years ago. We just right. tried to find the best guy for the job. Right. And, and my love interest in this movie is Trevor 
and he's black, and we're kissing on each other, and it's amazing. We have great chemistry, and who would have thought that it would even be timely at this point, you know? Right, right. I never would have thought. I didn't plan it. I just said, whoever's the best guy for the job. (laughs) Right, that's how it should be. Yeah. So acts of desperation is trending, you know, now because of all of this interracial whatever and whatever and whatever and whatever. Right. It's trending because it's um, so, like, life positive, which I think right. is great. So I think it's, it's fantastic. Well, you um, – I want everyone to know they can follow you on Twitter at Kira Reed Lorsch. Instagram is Kira Reed Lorsch. And do you – and your website also, right? KiraReedLorsch.com. Yeah, everything is Kira Reed Lorsch. That's that's perfect. That makes it very simple. One stop mm-hmm. shopping. Um, yep. Well, Kira, Kira, the time I don't I don't know where the whole hour goes, but it's so great to meet you. Thank you a million times for coming on the show. We loved having you. Well, I and, I'm so happy to be here, and thank you for inviting me. And I just hope we can all just keep spreading the love around. You know, that's absolutely, right. Kira. Stay, thank you stay, for sharing stay, all your stories and for being so honest and frank. Yeah, we love it. My okay, my, stay safe. Have a great rest of your night. Thank you so much, Kira. Take care. Bye, guys. Bye, bye, Kira. Wow. Thank you, Kira Reed Lorsch. I love that name. If you just say it all together. Kira Kira Reed Lorsch. I know it's absolutely the movie she was referring to with Sandra and Nicole is called Practical Magic that also had Stalker Channing, Diane Weist, Aiden Quinn and Boomerang Goran Viznik. Thank you. Oh, from K-11. Absolutely. Thank you so very much for remembering that. Starring Ralph Cole Jr. Starring Ralph Cole Jr. Absolutely. Um, I'd like to mention experience, success, creativity. Dan Garcia, Mike Mayhall, and Honesty Edwards. I want to wish you a fabulous evening tomorrow at the ESA Awards, where Jasper will be presenting. On behalf of all four of you, let Bronx SIU bring home the bevy of honors and that will also include congratulations to Denise Boutet yes. and Shanti Lowry and Brian and everybody associated with the show because it is so fierce. And Thank you. So, I mean, it's just laden. And we're also, storylines. you know, House, A House Divided, uh, the other show, they have uh, three nominations as well. Dan and, Dan and Mike are actually nominated and honesty for writing and directing um, on on uh, House Divided, and Paula J. Parker is nominated for Best Actress, and also they are nominated for Best Song. So, all in all, listen, it, in especially right now with what's happening to be representing a predominantly black show at a predominantly white award show uh, mm-hmm. in a predominantly white daytime drama world. Um, we we are very honored and and just to just to be invited to the party. So um, it's going to be amazing. And I you know tickets are twenty dollars. The public can buy tickets, and you can then get a link to log on to the to the show if you just Google ISA Awards twenty twenty ISA Awards twenty twenty, and you want to watch and be a part of the show tomorrow night. You can do that and. Uh, like I said, it was supposed to have been a big event April 3rd, um, but because of COVID, we are doing this virtual. So, well, anybody, anybody, anyway, Ralph, listen, thank you so much as always for being my cohort to my co-host, being here. Abs- adding absolutely, your- Jasper. Thank you for including me. I love it. And thanks for doing it on a, on a special night, not our usual night. But I want to remind everyone, tomorrow night, Thursday – 7 Eastern and 10, I mean, 7 Pacific and 10 Eastern. Uh, last week's episode with Eric Fellas and Michael Lyons will be on BSPodcastNetworks.com. Um, 
just go there and look for one-on-one with Jasper Cole. So even though we won't be live on Thursday night, you can go over there and listen to our interview with those two amazing people. So everyone, we will be back next Thursday live again on, at our regular time. And until then, stay safe, take care of each other, and we will see you on the other side. Peace out, everyone. Take care. Thank Bye. you, Ralph. Bye-bye, Planet Eartha. Thanks for checking out One-on-One with Jasper Cole. Check out past episodes and get the latest as they're released. Subscribe today on iTunes, Stitcher, and YouTube. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.